Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. It's already May, and with the kids' school year winding down, dance recitals are next week, and summer travel softball is getting started, I feel like the days are just a bit too short. Although, the daylight is definitely lasting longer, and here in Alabama, the weather has drastically improved. I'm built for the sun and warm weather, so zero complaints from me, or the girls, that we can wear shorts every day. I was looking at our master calendar, as I often do to start each week, and in addition to the regular end-of-year craziness, we also seem to have a lot of birthday party invitations this month. Our calendar is so full, and I'll be honest in that I don't know some of these kids all that well, which begs the question no one wants to ask. But I'm going to ask it, because sometimes someone needs to. When did it become the expectation that parents would host birthday parties for entire school classes? I just don't remember this being something that my mom did but maybe we were just the odd ones. Or, it's been such a long time, I've forgotten. I remember lots of friends, but that included neighbors, cousins, and teammates. It's like when we entered the preschool age, all of a sudden there are rules and an entire social construct around kids' birthday parties. There are these elaborate invitations to big parties for all the kids in the class. I've seen sign-up sheets to attend parties at museums, trampoline parks, zoos, and more. At a minimum, I was unprepared and definitely taken by surprise. In a class of anywhere from 12 to 20 kids, that's a ton of birthday parties to schedule and gifts to buy. These kids had a busier social life than their parents. Call us antisocial, but we made an arbitrary rule in our house that we would not be inviting entire daycare classes to parties. Our daughter was only given the option of an all-friends party once she hit kindergarten. Until that point, it was family-only festivities with some close family friends mixed in to celebrate their special day. We still did it up Pinterest style, or as close as I get, and let her pick her own decor and treats. I put a lot of time and energy working with my mom or mother-in-law to make the event special. And she had a blast, even when she was too young to know the milestones she's celebrating. It was just her and the people who loved her most. It felt special and an easily adapted birthday tradition we kept up with for our second daughter, too. Now that both of our girls are in school and gaining a group of close friends, things have been changing again. So many celebration options are available. The birthday girl has to prioritize and plan the who, what, and where. Now it's a more conscious decision about who to invite and who not to invite. And there are more feelings involved. On top of that, social media is also involved. 
You may have been in this situation before where someone posts a few pictures on Facebook or Instagram of your daughter's friends at what's clearly a celebration that you weren't invited to. Does that make you wonder why? Do you think less of that child or that parent? Do you show the pictures to your child and do they get upset? I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer to these questions. Maybe there is some formal etiquette that I'm not aware of, but I truly want to know when it was decided or who decided that it should be the expectation that everyone needs an invite to everything. I really do want to say my piece on this because we just went through this last month with our nine-year-old. She's a spring break baby, so that means since kindergarten, she's always been on break for her birthday, which means no friends party close to her actual birthday because everyone's out of town doing their own spring break things. On top of that, she had the COVID shutdown the week before her birthday in 2020, which was supposed to be a family trip to Disney World. So basically, she had some high expectations for the 2022 party to make up for what she felt like she was robbed of for the past two years. Her words, not mine. That, in and of itself, put a lot of pressure on her party planner, me. She had a lot of ideas, so we started the conversation early, and a lot of the things she wanted to do involved some critical decisions on her part. And never once did I think she was being insensitive or rude to anyone as she was navigating her options based on the busy calendar, our budget, and her interests. I put together a list of some scenarios where your kid just might not make the party list. And I'm going to do these from our perspective. I have two daughters, so I'm going to use the pronoun she, but again, if you have boys, you might want to replace that with he. These apply all the same. I've got eight reasons. Your kid might not get a party invite and things you can't take personally as the parent. Okay, friends, it's time for you to treat yourself. Better yet, treat your family to something fun from MeUndies. My husband's drawer is full of boxer briefs and every fun print they have, from avocados to unicorns and even the new Game of Thrones edit. My daughter lives in her Harry Potter pajama pants, and I'm completely obsessed with their joggers and lounge pants. And the material on all their stuff is so light and so soft. My description can't do it justice, so you're just going to have to try it for yourself. Whether you like it basic or like to take a walk on the wild side, MeUndies has something to fit every body. Get 20% off your first order with this special offer from Motherhood Merged. Visit AaronKraber.com forward slash podcast for all the information you need. First is the most obvious. The birthday kid wants all the attention. They want the spotlight and attention. All of it. It's the only day of the year that's all about them. Now, my daughters are pretty logical, and they understand that more kids mean more divided attention. More kids increase the potential for hurt feelings all around. It means more presence, yes, but they've never really cared about that. My girls want their friends to orbit them on their special day, to do what she wants in the order she wants it done, to show praise and attention to only her. This day only comes around once a year, so I think that's a reasonable expectation. The next reason is that she doesn't know you. Our older daughter has a fall birthday, 
So that means that she has her special day just over a month into a new school year. That's not enough time to really get to know every kid in the class. It's made her uncomfortable to have forced interactions, so definitely not her favorite thing to do on her birthday. In fact, she doesn't even show much of an interest in attending parties of classmates she doesn't know well at all. Her party calendar doesn't fill up until spring, when she's more familiar with everyone. And that leads me to reason three, I don't know you. Same thing goes for me. The print is barely even dry on the class directory list, so if our kids haven't been in a class together before, and I didn't meet you at the open house, it's highly likely that I just don't know you yet. If I don't know you, then the odds are pretty small that I know your kid enough to convince my daughter to put him or her on their party list. It just doesn't feel good to me to force this kind of shared celebration on anyone. Reason number four is family trumps friends. We live a considerable distance from family. That means that we often plan visits around special events like holidays and birthdays. If family is coming to town, then the festivities need to include family over friends. Not sure exactly how it goes in your family, but I can definitely say grandma and grandpa are coming to town to watch 20 other people's kids run around on a sugar-fueled high, and I can't say I blame them. Next is a big one, and it gets more complicated as they get older, is a scheduling conflict. It is impossible to make everyone's schedule align. Between work schedules and extra activities, we have to plan parties based on what works best for our calendar. We can't be expected to consider every possible conflict. The host reserves the right to plan the party on their schedule. It's not for guests to dictate. Next, we have location. Often the location dictates the size of the party. It's nothing personal. It just means that in our case, we have to ask her to weigh the options and decide. If she wants the whole class, then it might limit the location. Or if she wants a smaller location, then it limits the guest list. That also ties into the next reason, which is cost. Trampoline parks, movies, pizzas, pottery painting, go-karts, and more. The larger the group, the more expensive for mom and dad. I mean, some of this stuff we've looked at is just nuts. It's not the cake cost, but it's everything else that adds up to make one expensive event. I love my kids and all, but we've got to draw the line somewhere. The birthday girl has to make choices, and if she wants the pricier option for more friends, then she understands that the trade-off might mean fewer gifts. Similar to the location, she has to choose wisely. And reason number eight, I'm going to call no boys allowed. Or if you have boys, maybe you want to say no girls allowed. We are at that age. Boys are gross and messy and loud and annoying and everything she doesn't want. It's her day. If she doesn't want to have a all-gender inclusive party activity, then we're kind of okay with that. She would rather have no boys than run the risk of them getting bored with cupcake decorating or nail painting. So in my opinion, it's not insensitive. It's actually pretty thoughtful. The bottom line is, as much as we preach inclusivity, because it is important, but when it comes to other kids' birthday parties, you kind of have to deal with it. When you put the decision-making in the hands of the birthday child, it changes things just a little bit. Let's look at it from the other side. So what do you tell your child if he or she finds himself or herself on the outside looking in? 
You can explain the eight reasons I listed or any other reason that lets him or her see that they did nothing wrong and it's not personal. Like so many situations, the things you say matter. So your approach to either the lack of an invite or an invite to something they aren't comfortable doing or are physically unable to do or you just can't do because of a scheduling conflict matters. It's easy to assume it's malicious intent not to invite every kid to the party, or that a party is planned on a day when you can't make it. I honestly don't think I know anyone who has the time on their hands to intentionally operate this way. Is that naive of me? Maybe. There's a good chance that one of the eight reasons I shared, if not more than one, prevented a big party for the entire class. So I think you have to take the time to understand the situation and let him know that the birthday kid did what he or she thought was best. There have been several times I've debated even letting one of the girls know about a party because I knew they couldn't make it. Yes, it's disappointing, but it's about managing expectations. These are the types of parenting conversations we need to have, the experiences we need to talk about, because they happen to all of us. We're all navigating these choppy waters of trying to give our kids the best birthday experience that doesn't hurt any feelings or leave anyone out. But I'm telling you, there's got to be a way to adjust expectations on both sides to let the party planning process be easier. So what did we end up doing to make up for the last two years of no friend parties for our nine-year-old? I'll give you the quick version. She picked a paint party. Uh, She is our super artsy child, so I brought up the idea of this craft-slash-DIY spot across town called Pinspiration. They do a ton of cool classes and events, but their big draw is called the Splatter Room. She invited four girlfriends, and the fifth couldn't make it, and they each got their own blank canvas. They were dressed in full protective gear, head to toe, and unleashed in a room with paint cans and brushes to throw paint at the canvases hanging on the wall. We did pizza and cookie cake to go with it, and everyone had a blast. It was minimal stress for us, and the girls got to visit somewhere none of them had been before and take home some really unique art. They turned out awesome. Now, I'd love to hear from you. I want to know what parameters you've set around friends and class birthday parties for your kids. Are you team invite everyone or team smaller is better. And I definitely don't think it has to be the same year to year. I know for us, we've actually even had conversations about maybe switching from parties to better experiences, things that they truly want rather than gifts and parties. So I think all of that is up for debate as our kids get older. So I'd love to hear what you think. Drop me a message on Instagram at Aaron underscore Kraber or find me online at AaronKraber.com. I'll be back with more next week. Talk to you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merge. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I loved putting it together to share. If you want to know when a new episode drops, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically queued up and ready to enjoy. I do have one small favor to ask. It will only take a minute and it will help this podcast grow and get in front of more women who need my brand of support. I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. 
Tag me on social at Aaron underscore Kraber with your feedback, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return.